I was just commenting that my visit to New York was surprisingly ratless. I normally see 12 to 15 rats for the like two days that I'm up there. I didn't see one rat. That's even more suspicious because clearly they're planning something. <laughs> and it's the day rats that you gotta worry about. It's the rats that come out were, of the day that they're not they were in. They were in because they were excited for the beginning of the basketball season. That's Of course. And so are we, by the way, because guess what's up first? Basketball. But before we get to the football and Mina, who's gonna, she'll join us to talk about all of these things. Jets Broncos, Giants Jaguars, the disrespect. Tua, what the hell is he doing back? Um, the greatest Bill Belichick endorsement, non-endorsement that you may um, have ever seen is also on the menu. Um, but I want to talk about what we've seen. Um, and I, I want to talk about how uh, lonely it is on Ben Simmons Island right now, Dominique. Oh, is it? I mean, so, I okay, I want to hear your argument because you're not, you're, you're still on island. So you still have a reason to be there. You have not gotten- I have not left. Le yet. So what is the reason that you've seen one game and you already feel lonely? It, Why are people off the island? Because I'm not on the island, but I didn't predict after watching that game that people will be leaving the island. It's his first one back. It's it's his. Thank you for trying to make me feel better about the fact that the Pelicans beat the brakes off of the Nets by uh, 22. Um, and the thing about Ben that worried me is just that. I mean, number one, he fouled out with like most of the fourth quarter left. And he did that in the preseason game before this game. And generally speaking, and yes, thank you, four points, six fouls, minus 25. The whole Nets team was bad. I don't want to do that to him. But the point is like the passivity, the rust, um, the best case for remaining on, on the island is simply that, look, like the Jazz just beat the Nuggets, you know, like it's game right. one, That's don't worry one, yeah. about it. But if you're looking for ammunition against Ben Simmons, as the internet always does, I scrolled through the Twitter search. It was it was as bad as as you would imagine, and I'm just like, this is going to be an up. This is going to be a long land war. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the rust thing. It's hard to have that presented as a defense when you look across the court and in the same game you have zion that's who the problem was not who had missed more games and more time i believe in the last season than uh ben simmons also missed right? all the last season i mean these are two guys who did not play at all last season due to injury yeah. in various forms and yeah, when you, I mean, Dominique, like how would you describe as a, as a guy who has previously run and jumped real far and high and fast, like, God, uh, don't, don't do that. Get that out of here. For the podcast audience, that's, that's just cruelty. But when you see Zion, like, I do think it, it was a reminder, like, oh, that's what, that's what special actually looks like. Yeah, because Zion, um, He's a smart basketball player, an unselfish basketball player, but it feels like none of that matters. And he has time to get smarter and more special and figure out what's the ways that he can improve this team and the ways that he can improve as a player because he is such a special athlete. And Ben Simmons has the same thing, but it doesn't translate on the floor all because of like his unwillingness to shoot, which may or may not be connected to 
there's other a, things. a confidence, <laughs> a psychology yeah. of, of anxiety, concern. Um, Zion did look comfortable as hell, man. Like that whole thing of him being basically like a triple jumper who's like 280 pounds, but maybe now less than that because he's been, he is truly, I think, in the best shape of his life as much as we joke about that phrase. I but that phrase. but <laughs> he is somebody who is as dominant in the paint as anybody in NBA history. I gotta and, be honest with. Oh, sorry. What? 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 I mean, I'm just the Zion thing is. This is a honest reaction I had after watching the game. So I watched it uh, yesterday morning, uh, and like watched the condensed version, and left that game thinking, "Oh man, Zion, it didn't look all that great." And he was actually great, <laughs> but it's because he didn't like jump over anybody's head and do a windmill dunk. Like he was doing a lot of putbacks, triple yes. jump putbacks, and it was like. Damn, he's so impactful, and the expectation is so high for him. And he, like, somehow came under the expectation, then surpassed it when I actually came back to my senses. It was like, that man had an impact last night, which it is was, more you can say about his counterpart. He has craft, right? He has touch. He has, uh, as you said, a basketball intelligence. Um, and by the way, he did not score the most points on his team. That was Brandon Ingram, Ooh. you know? And so the whole thing of, like, where I am after watching one set of games – over two two nights basically is mm -hmm. it must really suck to be even vaguely old in the nba right now i mean you're kevin durant right you you're with this team you're with kyrie irving um, who now qualifies as an old guy ben simmons mm -hmm. who relative to zion and brandon ingram also is an old guy crazily um and look around man like the guy brandon ingram who is kevin durant but younger i mean that's maybe getting a bit over my skis, but yeah, he but... has a lot of the same similarities in game and in body type. And that dude's outplaying you. And then Zion's outplaying you. Then you look around the league, man. And like John ja Morant, it's like, I don't, I, watching these young guys who are all special in their own way, it, it makes me want to redefine who we call a freak athlete. Yeah. Because so many of them can do special things. Yeah, I mean, you're going down the LeBron path where he felt like he couldn't call Wimby um, a unicorn because what he does is so much better. But you're right, like the the number of guys that are in the league, and I guess it's it's to be expected in some regards because like the pro proliferation of like media in like access to this, like of course. Yeah, training, like, um, yeah. science. And it's just also like having access to like the drills that they're doing, having access to like all these players plays like you're going to see these body types aren't new, but these body types practicing these skill sets is relatively new. So like there were people that were built like this in the NBA in the past, but when they were coming up, they were like, hey, you do this. So now all that stuff is catching up and now we're going to get a league full of these guys. <laughs> and uh, It's awesome it's and terrifying at the same time. It is like the post I always thought, right? And we can go down, we can just throw out names here of just like Ooh, guys who qualify. But you know, like even on the Timberwolves, like Anthony Edwards, like what the hell? Like that guy exists now and he does everything, right? I mean, these are not even just the physical freaks, like the alien unicorn types, but just like guys who, as you said, have insane athleticism and also polish immediately upon entering the league. Um, the, it, it makes me think about like, I used to, like dread what's the nba gonna look like after lebron right like what are we gonna talk about like he was the son he has been the son of our solar system for so long and i don't know if any of these guys in the narrative sense are gonna give us that but in terms of the skill and talent yeah. like they are so well set up for for so yeah. long now that it's scary
Um, I mean, I find the conversation interesting, and maybe this is more of an off-season conversation, but, like, what's better for the NBA, having all these great talents or having one central protagonist, which I'm not sure that the answer is what you would expect it to be. Because, like, if you think of the greatest years of, like, NBA that we talk about, it's, like, Magic and Bird, it's Jordan era, it's LeBron era. It's always somebody that defines the era, and nobody's going to run away with that going forward. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll turn into something that we enjoy. But that's... the idea that we don't have that person in the league is not true. It's more like we have so many of those people that they neutralize each other. Because, like, Embiid, for example. I know. Can you imagine <laughs> dropping Embiid a few years ago? <laughs> like, this league would be, like, unacceptable. It would be over. we just go ahead and mail him the title. And not, not even not to mention Giannis. In the back-to-back MVP, Jokic. Like, I know. league and is Luka, loaded to a degree. And, and, oh, I forgot about him. Jason Tatum, if you... Oh, yeah, he might be the MVP. Who's like 6'10 and can do all of these things. And yeah, it's... it's, But all of it does remind me that, like, this is the theme of this season, right? The theme of this season is parody, which is to say that we don't know who the hell is going to win the title, (laughs) right? And it's because there are all of these decentralized sort of camps with talent that all have... Kawhi Leonard is back, you know? Like, all of these guys are plausible, plausible best players on a title team. And, and again, we said it before, I said it before in, in the nerd sense, right? Like at the extremes of the league, there are the really bad teams and the really good teams. And even the really bad team, by the way, like speaking of which, go back to like the, the jazz. Yeah. I do like the idea Davide, of this like one. stealing one, but I, I just want to, I want a camera on Danny Ainge if they win another game. I just want to <laughs> watch him sweat because the entire reason he did any of this is for the French kid. And now he has these players who are so scrappy kind of like Danny H himself was that they might ruin it for him. And that to me is endlessly funny as they all search for the next, yeah, defining player of his generation. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I hate drafts in general as a concept, but Same, I especially, I especially am going to hate it this year if he ends up going to not even, I mean, if he goes to, we're talking about Victor Wimbanyama, if he ends up going to Utah or OKC, I mean, maybe even San Antonio, like these teams that are tanking for it do not deserve this reward. And also put that man in a big city. He's coming from France. <laughs> he, it's going to be so unfair. Like I assume that he's more worldly than like some kid who just spent all his time in France. He's probably played basketball many places, but I prefer to think of someone, think of him as someone who's grown up in Paris and never left Paris and thinks of America as what he sees in a movie. Yes. Movies, and it's just be hilarious if they just drop him in Salt Lake City. Like, here you go. He's going to get off the plane like, I'm in America. And it's just going to be like, nah, bar closes at 6 p.m., bruh. That's right. He throws his beret in the air and is sadly disappointed as to the many local regulations about what you can do to have fun. But yeah, I mean, Alabaster, Cade Cunningham looked amazing. Paolo Bancaro looked amazing, right? I mean, these are – Anthony Davis, who, again, qualifies as old, also looks great. I mean, there are so many worthy names and I need, the fact I that need a narrative right now is what's so delicious yeah, about it. That's, that's the best part, and it's the worst part, because I like watching basketball. I like watching football, and I have to watch football. I'm going to need y'all to narrow this down. I'm going to need you to thin it out <laughs> to, like, like traditional NBA stuff. I only got to watch the Heat, you know, like when LeBron was down there. I was like, all right, I got to watch the Heat. And I gotta watch the Celtics. Like, is you? There's like a couple big teams. Guess what? You now to you gotta wa- you gotta watch the Cavs now, Dominique. That's I, the thing. You gotta I will watch do the no Cavs. such thing. I will do no <laughs> such thing. <laughs> I don't care. You got Donovan Mitchell. Evan Mobley have- is out there. Yes, yeah. all of these. Uh, come on, come on. These are. 
We, we gotta watch the magic. Name, we we kind of got names. We, we 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 named so many names, and here's the good news: we have even more names. Give me some Alabaster. more names. We got some more names. <laughs> Mina Kimes is one name, and oh, we'll get to her. I guess. Name. Yeah, we should do that. All right, Dominique, we do this thing on Fridays now. Look at that sincere ass smile. It's so genuine. Oh, yeah, it was sincere. It was genuine. <laughs> it's always good yeah. when you you smile like a six year old being told by his mom to smile at the fact that <laughs> Mina Kimes has us. hello. Best friend of debatable. Oh, a contested title, Alabaster, but one that she continues to hold the belt on, we must admit. It's not contested. Definitely. Number one friend. Uh, should we get to the football? Okay. First question. This one shocked me. The Jags are three-point favorites over the Giants this weekend. Is Vegas's disrespect of the Giants this weekend warranted? Mm. Oh, gosh. So is this an is this like a smart nerd versus caveman? Like, is this where we are now with the Giants? Like, no, 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 no. The cavemen think the Giants are good either. <laughs> I think the disrespect for the Giants is not warranted, but it's accurate because they've won enough <laughs> games that you would think that they warrant a better like showing against a team that has been, I guess, inconsistent would be the kindest way to put what the Jags have been this year in a putrid division. But the way that they've won those games are not something that gives anybody a whole lot of confidence. So I guess it always comes down to like one quarterback we think at least has the capability of reaching high heights and the other one doesn't. I mean, I don't know the reason for for the um, the line, but I'm not surprised by it. I wouldn't have expected the Giants to be big favorites or favorites at all. Look, I love the Giants. They're adorable as our stories okay. go but if you're not condescending lean, i don't want to say relies on but if the wildcat is a core part of your offense in the year 2022 you're not going to get a lot of respect now admiration certainly i mean uh dominique and i have talked at length that how we believe brian dable is the front runner for coach of the year we have raved about the giants defensive front the contributions yeah. that they're getting from unexpected places daniel bellinger rookie tight end who knew but the idea that they're going to be like a favorite in games against well i guess are the Jags a good team? I was gonna say good teams. The Jags aren't really a good team either. So yeah, you did the same thing I did. Yeah, <laughs> you did the yeah. same thing I did. Is we start assessing the Giants and the reason why they should be a favorite, <laughs> and then we think about the team that they're actually playing against. And like, oh yeah, this is kind of disrespectful to the Giants because the Jags aren't good. Yeah, yeah. And at well, least the, the Giants aren't good either. But the Giants have a record that suggests that they're good. So whatever, like finishing games that they have, that should give them an edge over the Jags. I've changed my mind. This is disrespectful. Yeah, it's it's been disrespectful the entire time. Just to be clear, I mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand that tr like patting the Giants on the head, like oh. "good job," is like something that we mean well in some sense. But I look, I'm, I'm looking at these DVOA rankings. Yes, they're 10th in offense, 30th in defense. I get it, but I also feel like the Giants at this point, like they're probably this is probably their comfort zone too. Like they, their whole identity, right? Is like, we are the team that does the things that you say are gonna regress to the mean. And we're going to reject how mean you are to us about it. I have a take on, on both of these teams that I think maybe is captured in this line and reflects whatever disrespect is being implied. I think that because the Giants are so well coached 
Um, they actually have a pretty high floor and a low ceiling, whereas the Jags seem to have a low floor and a high ceiling. Like they've been all over the, not to say they're not well coached, but they've been all over the place this season. There are times when they look like the prohibitive favorite to win the AFC South and Trevor Lawrence appears to be the prince that was promised. And there are other times where they kind of look like they did last year. So in my mind, this is a really hard game for Vegas to get their hands around because not because of the Giants, but because you don't know what Jags team you're going to get. I think the Jags uh, still have some re residual bad coach stink on them that they haven't shaken off. And the Giants took a real good shower in all season and got all that bad coach stink off of them. But I, I mean, aside from this disrespect question, I would like to talk about this, the Giants fans in general. It's just a football thing or maybe it's a sports thing. And oh, like boy. how you all want to feel sad or like, I don't know, ridiculed. Aggrieved. Like you're the New York City team and your name is the Giants, and you've won Super Bowls recently. Like, get off the internet with this, like, no one believed in us. Shut up. You don't well, get to be but, from but, New York but, but, and but, the Giants and, like, also be, we're the underdogs. We're, we're a flyover city. No one respects us. Stop it. I do like how Mina incidentally did describe the Giants like a tiny New York City apartment. <laughs> you know, real high floor, real low ceiling, real tiny house vibes. Whereas the Jags are like camping outdoors, I guess. Yeah. The bathroom is in the kitchen of the New York Giants. <laughs> it is funny how that fan base is a little bit aggrieved. Like y'all won like a couple Super Bowls during Lenny's lifetime. It was awesome. <laughs> it's like a, a match. Yeah, they like you. You don't get to say that you've been through hardship. But, this, but, but 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 don't you think that the Super Bowls are actually instructive as to the tradition that has been established here? Like those Super Bowls were also Super Bowls won allegedly because of helmet catches and luck <laughs> and all sorts of randomness that seems to be recurring again in terms of how it is that they're winning games again. They have are really you good trying, defenses. Yeah. yeah, are you trying to, and they have a really good front now too, which was like the strength of those teams. Um, Pablo, are you trying to creep in uh, onto yeah. the Giants bandwagon? Oh, yeah. You try to I pretend am. like you're a Giants oh, right, fan? Oh, right, because yeah, he's not like a real fan. Of I have, I have like one one big toe on this bandwagon. <laughs> you you grew up in New York, and I've never heard you say anything about a Giants football team. Not you're once. not allowed. You don't not get once. to be a fan of the Giants. You're saying I cannot claim Plexigo Burris? In retrospect, how dare no. you? No. Oh, right. Speaking check. of another another area team that I might want to consider adopting, Alabaster. Yeah, let's text. pivot to these resurgent New York Jets. And they are playing resurgent. Mina's formerly beloved Russell Wilson. And are you guys sure that Russell Wilson and the Broncos should be favored at home against the Jets this weekend? How much are they favored by? Mm. One point. So that's not really favored because... We learned yeah, last week from our, our betting friends that it's one point. Wait, the, the Broncos are playing at home, right? This is in Denver? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's Jets, man. J-E-T-S. So the Broncos are getting all the disrespect. I'm going to rephrase this question. Is the Broncos' <laughs> defense being disrespected by that line? Because <laughs> let me tell you, I, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I don't know who's going to win, but it's going to be ugly. Well, the question might be, like, is the Broncos defense, which is apparently, statistically speaking, the best in the NFL, Amazing. being disrespected by the Broncos offense? Yeah, I mean, you could boil it down to just one person, but I feel like that's unfair. We've all moved on to the, like, sympathy portion of the Russell mm -hmm. Wilson thing. I think, I don't know if Pablo's there. Pablo really loves a joke, so he may not yeah, join not there, Mina yeah. and I. We are, we are squarely there. Um... 
I would like to talk about the Broncos defense a little more. Not only Squarely is what they're the right adverb. Sorry, I just had to sneak that in there. Not only yeah. not only is what they're doing on the field really impressive. When you take into context how difficult it is, like from a psychological standpoint, to like go out there every week knowing that you're not going to get any support from the other side of the ball and still somehow stand up against one of the best young quarterbacks, yeah. like three and out, three and out, three and out. Then you go out there, create yeah. turnovers, make opportunities, and still can't get a win. That's a lot of pride that I don't care how much they're paying you. That <laughs> It's not about the money. It's hard to like refocus and go to work on Wednesday morning, get ready to practice and look over across the practice field and watch them guys stretching in the other colored jerseys. Like, God do you think? Damn it. Do you think Richard Sherman has already started texting the people who play on the defense for the Broncos? Just being like, yeah, know what it's like. Yeah. Well, Brett Wilson was good when he was there, so they, yeah, they, they, they can't fair. relate to them at all. I will say, um, not that maybe this gives them any comfort, but Zach Wilson is, you know, a little bit of comfort food for these trying times for this Broncos defense. I mean, he has not been playing good football now that said i think the jets will stay in it because i think their defense is very good their defensive front is awesome and i also think their run game is good and if there's one area where the broncos defense i i would attack them personally it is that run game they have struggled a little bit at stopping the run oh you're personally attacking the broncos yeah, defense why, are we, why, are we? why are we personally attacking the broncos defense <laughs> goodness gracious this guy's serious but wait so uh, just just so i understand where you guys are the russell wilson sympathy is now simply a function of the fact that he's playing at the 25th qbr in the league level no it's the way right that now. people react like if you want to actually have this conversation it's about like there's just a certain the tone. bit of joy that people are yeah. taking and tearing russell down in a way that they aren't for other quarterbacks who play poorly and like i was with it at first it was fun because i thought it was going to be an aberration like oh you got these commercials you wanted to cook you forced your way out now you lost to the team that beat you it was all right then and now it keeps going and it's like and it's not even just a criticism of his play being bad. It jumps on to like his personality and how everyone hates him and blah, blah, right, blah, right. And into his relationship and stuff. And all that stuff, I think, is like I'm at the point where like I choose not to participate in it. And I don't even like the like guilty pleasure laugh at it anymore. It's not that funny anymore. Ago, yeah. Like so that's that's where I think I am is just that it is it's just an, it's too easy of a joke is my concern. Right. Like it's too another, it's a joke another, that everyone's um, making. Yeah. Uh, another bandwagon that you're not allowed to jump on late is the sympathy for Russell Wilson bandwagon because you just said no. five minutes ago that it wasn't. I mean, I am bothered by the fact that Nate Tice came on this fake television program, Alabaster, and told us that Russell Wilson is absolutely running for president, and that's how we should always view him. And I believe we should hold our public servants to the highest possible standard. Yep. So I have a football question team. with with Russell Wilson, and be sure. careful, it's spicy. <laughs> Which... Which Wilson would you rather have this weekend? I'm dead serious. Which quarterback do you think will play better in this game? Russell Wilson or Zach Wilson? That's two different questions. Which quarterback would you rather have and which one do you think will play better? I mean, I think... Answer either one. Um, I'd rather have Russell. Um, and I also think Russell will play better. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos defense, I think, as much as we like the Jets defense and... Everything that's, you know, we think Sauce Gardner is Defensive Rookie of the Year. We love this defensive front. I'm gonna get, when I like literally did 10 minutes on the Jets defensive front on my podcast the other day, Mina Kamshaw featuring Lenny, go check it out. Um, I think that the Broncos defense is just more complete front to back. So just, just to be very clear here, when the numbers suggest that the Broncos defense is going to eat Zach Wilson alive as they have eaten like most offenses they played, 
they are that good. Like this is not aberration. They are actually as advertised statistically. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, that front, like Baron Browning, who used to play inside in college and they moved him to the outside, was a freaking revelation for me yeah. in that Chargers game. He was doing literally everything. The linebackers are good. They got Justin Simmons back. Patrick Sertan's one of the best corners in football. Um, hopefully the non-Sertan corner who got like a million DPIs will be relieved uh, in this particular game. But yeah, they are legit. Honestly, it's funny, right? Because this is why Russell Wilson wanted to play in Denver, to play for a quote-unquote Super Bowl roster. But And I'm not saying this to roast him just to talk about football for a second he is the single biggest thing holding back this denver team yeah, now. They, they were right. a quarterback away and it still feels like they're a quarterback away which is unfortunate but i think i'd go with the russell choice also because while we haven't seen russell play well at the end of that last season or the beginning of this season we have seen him do it before like outside of like a play here or there i don't think we've seen josh wilson exactly reach those levels so like i'll take he looks like a josh I'll take I'll take a, a slightly injured uh, and slightly less good, or not slightly, and a, a much worse jo- uh, Russell Wilson over Josh Russell. Yeah, Josh. I think if you name, name your quarterback Josh Zach, at this point, Zach, that's it. you should assume they're going to be better. I said if they Josh, were named I played with a guy named Zach. Josh Wilson. That's what it is. In, in college, I played with a corner named Speaking Josh Speaking of Josh Wilson, have you seen this latest – I would call it a meme format almost because it's kind of become – a coping mechanism for fan bases on the internet where when they talk about their young quarterbacks struggling in year two, they're posting Josh Allen's numbers from the first two years and saying, see, see, it worked for him. Lord, I see what you've done for others. I want that for me. Um, I mean, like, when are we going to learn? Like, uh, I love it. I love that. It, it, it does feel like prosperity gospel. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Creflo Dollar gotta, Wilson. Just You just got to keep paying your tithes. Eventually the blessings <laughs> will come. No, they aren't coming. That miracle, they turned water into wine one time. You know, you, it's not something that happens every season, guys. And by God. they, I mean Jesus, I guess. Of course. It's not multiple people, which I guess the, it was. Technically. The only the only um, public servant that I recognize. Um, Don't worry about it. Um, Alabas is going to cut it all out anyway. I think no, we can all learn a valuable lesson that we shouldn't give up on really, really high draft picks with a ton of physical tools after two years. But I digress. <laughs> Let's move on to Tua, uh, and my question is, do you expect the Dolphins' offense to pick up right where it left off with Tua this Sunday? I want to remind you, Dominique, that we did a whole fake television show where we were like, we're probably not going to see Tua again, right? Like, it seems insane <laughs> to think that he would play football again, and it's been three weeks <laughs> since he got knocked out by the Bengals after previously getting knocked out by the Bills, and so I don't, I don't know. I know he's cleared concussion protocol last Saturday, but was not active against the Vikings. But what the hell are you supposed to expect from a guy who is like back from the dead in a sense? Um, pick up where they left off. I, I kind of feel like they haven't left off. Like their offense has still been, it hasn't been as good as it was, but they did have a, a injury to their backup quarterback and went to the third string quarterback. But like they've been moving the ball. They've had issues in the red zone, but like, this offense is not about the quarterback. It's about those two um, aliens they have at receiver. And I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think this offense is going to struggle. And I guess, yes, I would agree that they pick up where they left off. Uh, how do we talk about Tua and not talk about all the other stuff? Like, it feels really weird talking about 
how good their offense is going to be and not talking about like should he be playing are we comfortable with watching play like all those things are all about mine honestly I, I mean i don't know how you feel but i can i can guarantee if he gets hit again none of us are going to feel comfortable but until then we'll do the exact same thing we did after the first concussion and then the second concussion yeah. Well, shoot, I was going to talk about Teron Armstead being back on the field, but now you made me look like the bad guy for wanting to talk about football. <laughs> no, you're the good guy. That's what we're supposed to talk about. I mean, but... well, it's relevant because, damn, watching this offensive line the last couple of weeks without him, I would not put Tua back on the field behind those guys. So have, I saw Teron Armstead, who's the Dolphins starting left tackle, best player on that offensive line, did return to practice, and the timing could not be better because, yeah, Pablo, to your point, um, looks they're playing the Steelers, right? The second Cam Hayward just, you know, penetrates the A-gap and hits Tua and Tua falls, like, we're all going to freaking, like, our butts are going to clench collectively as a nation, and I am not looking forward to that moment. <laughs> Alabaster, do you want more football insight? I think general discomfort feels like the answer <laughs> as to what we expect from the Dolphins. Clenched uh, buttocks. Uh, I love that question, though. It's like, are they going to pick up where they left off? <laughs> left off where? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At what point are we talking? When do, when do, we, gonna, when do we go back gonna, in time and start? Are they going to like come in with a remix of the sad commercial outro music that you play when the guy gets oh carted off? Like, it is. They slow it down. The, the beat the beat drops on that? That's what we're picking back up on? All right, okay. Alabaster, we, have, we on. have one more. Yeah, one more quick one. What are the chances Bill Belichick's admiration of the Bears is sincere? And we have something to show you. This is from his seven-minute monologue. Ooh. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's amazing. Be serious. It's amazing. A thousand, a thousand words captured by uh, Nesson uh, on Twitter of praise, of just like abject praise would be the adjective I would use to describe the praise. <laughs> Did Ooh. you actually read this? I didn't read it because I knew it was horseshit because that's what Bill <laughs> Belichick does. Um, there, was there anything in there? I mean, I, he probably found some legitimate things. To Justin Fields one, can but... make plays whenever he wants was like a thing. Um, Roquan Smith. Yeah. Like a little bit about Roquan Smith. I kind of skimmed it, you know, oh, okay, little cool. Cliff's notes. Yeah. So he did what he, what I it do was very when I'm detailed. not prepared for this show. I just like name names. Just like start <laughs> saying people that I know are on the roster. Okay. I got it. <laughs> Uh, well, this is probably. his thing. This is his thing. Like Bill Belichick's thing is like the. This made me laugh so hard because Bill Belichick is basically the guy who is the one blurbing the bad movie. It's like yes, if you want to advertise the Chicago Bears, pull a quote out from Bill Belichick and stick it on there. Except instead of like fakemoviereviews.com it's the greatest coach of all time it's how amazing does, that he how does that this. work exactly is there like one reliable person who's always going to say something is it pay for play you know for those yeah. like the the, the compliments for bad movies i think i i think it's even or access i think it's even simpler i just think they make the font so small that you can't actually know who it's from oh, and it's just like a, a tumblr page that they made themselves, like a twitter honestly. account oh, yes goodmovies.tumblr.com the rock is the best superhero of all time i would say that it's 100 percent sincere i don't think that he lied in there even though i didn't read it he meant it all it just none of it actually means anything he didn't say they were actually a good team he probably said things they're like hey they're really fast and then he just started naming names so good job that doesn't honestly, sound sincere at all you i honestly kind about? of relate to that version of bill belichick like yeah i've done that i, I mean that he, 
he literally uh, talked about how explosive the Bears' passing offense is. He couldn't oh, have yeah, been lying. Come on, he's a liar. Negative one hundred. Negative one hundred. Sorry, negative. That's just factually inaccurate. Right. I Maybe think he made explosive like diarrhea. Mm. I would like some enterprising grad student out there, you know, maybe someone trying to win the big data bowl, you know, like the MI, the Sloan analytics competition oh, to do a study on Bill Belichick word count versus quality of the team. Yes. Because I guarantee like the better a team is, the less <laughs> he says, because he doesn't want to give anything away, like any yeah. of his thoughts, any of his genius Whereas it feels like he does talk more at length about bad teams. It's that is true. Like he's so secretive. Could you imagine him actually if he was actually concerned about a particular player or a particular phase of someone's offense or defense? Could you imagine Bill Belichick actually saying like, "Oh, I'm really worried Wait. about their passing attack." Wait, no. this is actually providing a really good test. What we need to do is get Bill Belichick to give us a quote about the Giants. Then we'll know how good they are. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, wait, let me hijack this. Call this the Bill Belichick challenge. I'm going to tell you to compliment something and you have to come up with a compliment for it. Like pretend you're Bill Belichick. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is a job for Pablo, obviously. Pablo, um, you go first. We talked about him earlier. Uh, can you please comment, Bill, can you comment on uh, Urban Te Meyer's tenure in Jacksonville? Oh, Urban Meyer was, he was uh, such a leader. What he did was he didn't take no for an answer. And when he wanted something, he went out and got it. And it didn't matter if the cameras, the paparazzi were around. It didn't matter if people below him on the org chart were trying to undermine his authority. He knew what it meant to be a leader. And oh, he lived as he died. <laughs> uh, Urban Meyer's got a great explosive passing attack. He's really fast, <laughs> tremendous running back. That Urban Meyer sure is special. I love the way he kicks the ball and the way he kicks his kickers. You know what? He also, he also, he also had... Uh, he also had his finger on the pulse. There he goes. There it is. You took the bait. That's the I one. knew I did a combo butt joke in his show. You got, got him. Uh, I'm not growing at all. Uh, <laughs> Mina's not a friend. <laughs> He's the, the friend who, who picks you up from AA. It's like, hey, want to stop for a drink? <laughs> you want to have a celebratory drink, Pablo? <laughs> you did it. Just one. <laughs> uh. You gotta test yourself, you know. <laughs> <laughs>